0: Hi. It's Dorothy here again from Living Victorious Transform Your Life podcast. So today's topic is no good thing comes easy. Yes, you heard me right. No good thing comes easy. And of course not it's not a curse you know, I feel like many of us children of God, believers, expect that because the Bible tells us that Jesus already gave us victory and won the battle for us. We think that means there will be no challenges along the way. And if challenges do occur, we think that we can just wave it off with a prayer like a magic wand. This idea that believers should not face any challenges is the biggest lie and is often what has stopped many of us from stepping into our purpose, our calling, our provision, promises from God, whatever God has prepared for us. For many of us, we have not been able to step into it because we think that these things should come easily because God has given it to us. One thing that I often remember is Jesus praying for the disciples and saying to the Father that he's not asking the Father to remove them from the earth, but rather to protect them. Yes, after we're born again, we get to remain here because our life here is not over. God has a plan for us right here on earth. Jesus says that, The victory that he's given to us is to enjoy right here on earth. But as we live this life, we too will experience challenges and difficulties. But what we must keep in mind is that God protects us right here. He protects us just as Jesus prayed for his his disciples that God should protect them right here on earth. Why? Because he knew there would be challenges. He knew there would be attacks from the enemy. He knew that things were not going to go that smoothly, that easily. So he prayed for, for them and for us, you and I, anyone who would, who would receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So as I look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 it says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it Another interesting scripture is John 16 33. And that scripture says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, Jesus Christ is speaking, you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus tells us he has overcome the world. But notice that he says there will be tribulation There will be trials in the world. But we need to live our lives knowing that he has already overcome the world. So we are working from a place of victory. Not a place of no tribulation. Not a place of no temptation. Not a place of no trials. But a place of victory. So if Jesus already conquered all... And God gives us a way out of temptations. Why do we have to face them anyway? Why do we have to face these trials? Why do we have to face these tribulations? Why can't we just go straight to the victory part? Let's take a look at this scripture. James 1 verses 2 to 4. And I'm just going to read it from the Amplified. Because this is a really interesting scripture. It says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect peace and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. That scripture, brothers and sisters, just tells us exactly that the tribulations, the trials that Jesus Christ talked about that we will experience and he has already overcome, what he comes to do for us is to help us, to develop us. Trials are there to develop us, to sharpen us for what God has prepared for each one of us. My trials will be different from yours because there will be different areas in me that need to be developed, that need to be worked on in order for me to be able to receive or walk in God's plan and callings for me. Yours will be different. A few months ago, as I was spending time with the Lord, there is a word that just got in on my heart. And it was not everyone who comes to the United Kingdom is meant to live here. That sounded really like shocking to me because I thought, where's that coming from? What does that mean? But I know I had heard it in my spirit. And I asked the Lord to clarify. And what I heard was that many people flee their country because of trials, tribulations or difficulties, because they feel that it will be easier to make a good income in the UK or um, there will be electricity. There will be more comforts of life. So they want to be where things are easier. And there is nothing wrong with that. But except this is what I heard in my spirit. And when people come in that way and make a move without seeking God to find out if the UK or wherever else might be the the states or whatever other country that people leave their home to, to go to, to find a better life. If we don't seek God for his plans for us, Is this your plan for me, Lord? Do I stay here? Or do you have a plan for me to move to this other country or to this other city or to this other town? Or perhaps God has a plan for you to go to another place, but it's not for right now. So it's important that we seek God. And if we don't, and we make these giant leaps or these moves, and we get out of the difficulties that we're in, just so that we can be in a better place or an easier place, then what we might be doing is moving ourselves away from God's will. Usually people will do everything that they can, everything possible to get out of whatever that situation is to get to that other place, to get to this other thing. Do you know, some even make that switch or get out of that situation they're in. They move to that town or move to that country or mo- whatever it is and they manage to get some level of success. But do you know, many find themselves becoming just a number or... Working and living at a a substandard and never really reaching that height that God has intended for them. So what happens when people come out of these situations they're in, these difficulties they're in, when they're not supposed to? We come out of challenges, we come out of problems, we come out of difficult things. I heard that the reason for so many of us why we may get stuck and never really achieve the heights, the best that God has for us, if we had remained, was a tool that was meant to sharpen us. And what happens when we jump ship so quickly, when we exit the situation so quickly, is that we fail to receive the sharpening that was necessary to propel us to our destiny. You see, when we find ourselves in certain situations, it's easy to look at someone else who looks like they're flourishing and think that if only we were where they are. You see, the grass always looks greener where we're not. Doesn't it? We want to jump out of our lane and go to somebody else's lane because we think that that lane is better. But we forget that not everyone's destiny is the same. It's so important to know that not everyone functions the same way in the same situation, even when we're given the same exact tools and opportunities. We were not all called to make a loaf of bread, for instance, given flour, yeast, and eggs. Some of us will make cakes, some bagels, flatbread, all different types of bread. We interpret life differently, each one of us, because we're not the same. Each one of us is unique, and God has gifted us uniquely. The Bible says that God wrote each of our days. In fact, Ephesians 2.10 says God planned a destiny for each of us. He gave us the gift and talents that we would need and then also prepared the things we would need to do in order to reach that destination. We must never think that we are just here and that we have to work life out for ourselves. The Bible tells us that God prearranged for each one of us, you and me. He knows exactly what we need and how we need to get there. In fact, the Bible tells us that God wrote every one of our days in his book. You and I have a scroll of every single day of our lives in God's book. He has written about you. He has written about me. So he knows everything. He knows what he has prearranged for you. And when we take matters into our own hands, why? Because we think something else looks better than where we are. What we're actually doing is stepping out of alignment with god stepping out of alignment with his plans those things he has prearranged for us you know that god knows everything he has seen the end from the beginning from the beginning from the end why because god is outside of time he is not confined by time he has seen all of it That's why the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was slain for our sins before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ did it way back then before the foundation of the world. So God is not confined or constrained by time. We are. Time was made for us. And so God has seen all of it. And so, like I said, when we think something else is better or when we don't seek God and we just jump into a different situation or make a decision and go that path without seeking God and it happens to be not what God has prearranged for us, we step out of alignment. Listen, that hardship that difficulty, that challenge might just be the very thing that you need to propel you, to cause you to invent that thing or to start that business or to do what it is that God has written, prepared for you, pre-prepared for you to do. It might just be the catalyst for you. So this applies to work, friendships, relationship. And what this is pointing out for me is that God really expects us to do life with him. That's why he put his spirit in us. For his spirit to be in us and with us. To guide us, to teach us, to lead us. Remember, it says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sometimes we jump from job to job. Do you know, I have done this. Because we want to earn a certain amount of money. Without seeking God and listening to hear his instructions. Because we think that job looks better. It's offering more right now. And it could be that the job we've just resigned from could have been the very job, the very thing that God wanted to use to propel us to our destiny or to bring us to the place of provision. The issue normally is that many of us think, as I mentioned earlier, that anything we're not happy with or makes us uncomfortable is not God's will. We expect everything should be easy. And we come to this conclusion by looking at what we can see and what we can feel. Do you know that God never said there would be no challenges? Actually, the Bible tells us in John chapter 15 verse 2 that God cuts off every branch in Jesus that does not bear fruit. But this is the part that I want to point out. He also prunes those that bear fruit so that they can bear even more fruit. So even though you're doing well, challenges can still come. Being pruned is not an easy thing. And it's going to cost us something to be pruned. It's going to take us believing and trusting God to be pruned, to subject ourselves. what God is doing to process us so that we can bear more fruit, so that we can be more fruitful, so that we can be who he has prepared for us to be. So today's message is really about not being too hasty to jump ship, to jump out of the challenges we face. Or to seek God about it and to seek to hear his instructions on what to do. Because that challenge may just be what God needs to refine you. So that you can step into your destiny. Or it may just be the challenge, the thing that refines you like fine gold. And thrusts you into who God has called you to be. Refining removes what is not necessary. Or what hinders or what holds you back. No good thing comes easy. That's the title of today's podcast. And I said that because... Even though God has already prepared and provided it for us, we often need to take it by faith and sometimes we have to fight in faith for it. Because it may take longer than we think and it may not be as easy as we think. Do you know that even when God has told you a particular path is the way you should go, or a particular job is for you, it often does not mean that it will just fall in your lap. Or it's just straightforward and you just walk into it. There is sometimes, most often, a journey, a process. Yes, God tells you, you're going to be this. But he doesn't tell you the very process you're going to take to get there. He expects you to submit yourself to that, to his process, to trust him. And he will take you through. He will bring you through to where you're meant to be. There is often a journey, a process, like I said. And in that process, we get refined. If we stay and yield to God's move. Instead of trying to get out quickly, jump ship into a, a more comfortable situation. I'll give you an example from the Bible. King David was a young man, about 16 years of age, when he was anointed to be king. I'm sure you all remember his story where he was, his brothers were brought before Samuel, the priest of God. And he was in the fields and he was never considered. But in any case, he got anointed as king on that day. He was God's choice to be king of Israel. But David actually did not become king until the age of 30. First, over Judah, and then seven years later, over all of Israel. When you read David's story, you realize that it was not an easy process. At 16, when God um, when God had David anointed, he was not ready to be king. He did not have what it took to be king. God took the process of his life and even the mistakes that he made and used it to prepare him To be an amazing king. We know that David submitted himself to God. Could he have missed it? Yes. Because God gives us a will. And we can choose. But David chose to submit himself. Did he make mistakes? Yes. Did he get it wrong? Yes. But he always came to God. But just a quick injection here. Do not feel discouraged. I'm not saying that our paths will take as long as it took David to achieve God's God's destiny for him. But just as an example as to how challenges arise, even when we're positioned correctly for our destiny. We can see another example in Daniel, Daniel chapter 9 and 10, where we see Daniel pray. While he received the answer to his first prayer within a few minutes, his second prayer, however, took 21 days to arrive. For the first one, within a few minutes, the angel arrived to bring his answer. And then the second prayer, Daniel went into fasting, and he fasted for 21 days before his answer arrived. We see that Daniel did not give up, though, on that second prayer. He took his ground in prayer. He stuck to it. Do you know, to the naked eye and mind, it looks like it took God 21 days to answer Daniel's second prayer. But we find out from angel Gabriel, when he finally comes to deliver the answer to Daniel, that Daniel's prayer was answered the very first day, just like the previous one. So what was the difference here? There was a hindrance along the way to him receiving his answers. Angel Gabriel tells him that Angel Michael had to come and help him because there was a force that withstood him, that tried to prevent him, that was fighting him in the process of trying to bring the answer to Daniel. There was a hindrance. That was Daniel's trial and tribulation. He could have given up in that time, saying this was not meant to be because it's too difficult. But he didn't. He stuck to his prayer. He believed that God would answer him, even though he he didn't know what was going to happen. So let's not quickly throw in the towel and look for greener pastures because we think that if it is of God, it should be easy. It should come easily. Or that if God said it, it is for you then it sh- you should have it. If God has said it is for you, don't give up on it. Instead, remain connected to God and fight for it, what God has promised in faith. The fight we fight is not so much for victory because Jesus already conquered the enemy. We get to fight from a place of victory so we know the end already. So our faith fight is for growth, development, and stretching so that we can accommodate more. Let me share this beautiful scripture from James chapter 1 verses 2 to 8 with you. And it's from the Amplified Bible. It says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in faith, lacking nothing. And then he continues, If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. It will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith, without doubting. That is God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. I think that scripture is so graphic. It helps us understand what challenges do in us and for us. The things we need to keep in mind is that just because it is from God, it does not necessarily come to us easily. We need to be aware not to run quickly for comfort or make decisions that will take us to our comfort zone, thereby jumping ship and misplacing ourselves. We need to walk this journey with God and go through the process so that we can develop in the way he needs us to, so that in so doing, we can handle the stages of life that he has planned for us. Although God does not put these difficult situations on us, we can be certain that he will use it for our good. He will turn it around for us. And we need to let him do exactly that. Will we make mistakes along the way? Be certain of it. Absolutely, we will get it wrong, but we must keep connected to the Lord. We must keep seeking Him. We must keep our ears and hearts open to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and purpose in our hearts to yield to what He instructs or tells us. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this today's episode has been a blessing to you. I hope it's something that you would go back and listen to and allow God speak to you through it. So God bless you. Take care and see you next time on the next podcast. Bye-bye.